Hey everyone, welcome back to Beach Weekly, a podcast created and produced by Long Beach State student-run newspaper, The Daily 49er. I'm your host, Luke Pajari. Check out our content at daily49er.com, where you can read campus and Long Beach-related news, sports, arts and life, opinions, as well as multimedia content, including more podcasts, videos, and photo galleries. Thanks to Long Beach Transit for sponsoring this episode of Beach Weekly. It might not be quite your turn to get the COVID-19 vaccine, but it is your turn to help a loved one sign up online. Because you're the tech genius of the family, Long Beach Transit has the resources to connect you with a vaccine plan. Visit RideLBT.com vaccine for more. This is your one and only podcast source for all things Long Beach State. Let's go ahead and dive right into this week's news roundup. Stay tuned afterwards for this week's Story Spotlight, where Daily 49er reporter Bella Arnold talks to Long Beach State alumna Brittany Logan about her experience as an opera singer. Long Beach State Baseball visited UC San Diego for a series of four games this past weekend. The first game on Thursday ended in a 9-5 win, and on Friday, the Dirtbags had a doubleheader resulting in a 10-11 loss for the first game and a 6-1 win for the second. On Saturday, the Dirtbags kept the momentum going, ending the run with a 3-2 win. Long Beach State Softball visited Cal State Northridge for three games this past weekend, resulting in a series sweep for the beach. Friday's game was a shutout 9-0 win. Saturday's doubleheader brought two more wins, the first ending with a 9-1 score and the second ending with a 6-3 score. Long Beach State alumna Brittany Logan started singing as a way to become more extroverted, but little did she know that one day she'd be an award-winning opera singer. Logan recently won the Audience Choice Award for the Houston Grand Opera and is a semi-finalist for the Metropolitan Opera's National Council auditions. Daily 49er reporter Bella Arnold just wrote a story that digs into Logan's experience as a singer, which you can read at daily49er.com under the Arts and Life section. For now, though, I'll let Bella and Brittany take it away for this week's Story Spotlight. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me. I like, oh my God, I cannot imagine how busy you must be right now, like in the (laughs) thick of auditions and stuff. So I really appreciate you um, sitting down with me today. Um, I just wanted to like kind of like we all are like so excited. We love to, you know, follow um, all the alumni and what they're doing, especially in the music industry, because I think that's like super interesting, especially right now. So I really appreciate this. Um, And I was also excited to see that you were from Garden Grove. I'm from Westminster. So I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm like right there. So I was like, yes, we'd love to see our little (laughs) section of our little area of Orange County is succeeding. Yeah. So yeah, I was just kind of thinking like, you know, I'm sure that opera and just like concerts in general have completely changed given that you can't really have an audience right now. Um, so could you tell me yeah. a little bit more about how you guys are kind of performing right now? Yeah, so right now everything is basically, we come together, we have rehearsals, we are spaced 10 to 20 feet apart wow. and we're even like 25 feet away from the piano when we rehearse. So it's like, it's weird to be able to get together with your scene partner, but not being able to touch them because <laughs> like, you're 10 feet apart. 
Right. But a lot of it is um, from the stuff that I've done, it's a lot of COVID testing before things happen, COVID testing during, and then even with um, performances, everything is live streamed. So there's no one in the audience. So it definitely is very weird to get out there and not hear the applause, finish, not hear applause, and then go about your day. So it's been definitely something that I've, it's been something to adapt to. It's been a learning process, I think, for especially everyone in the performing arts, not even just opera. Was, were there any like programs growing up that kind of got you interested in music? Yeah, so <laughs> I was a super shy kid and my my mom thought putting me in sports would help, but I would sit in the outfield playing and like making flower bracelets. And then like one day my mom like heard me singing in the shower. And so to my knowledge, I didn't know she was prepping me, but she like had me learn all of these songs. And she took me to an audition for a theater company in Orange County called Orange County Children's Theater. And there, they literally turned me into a musical monster. <laughs> well, how many, like how long were you kind of around for that? Um, I did it until I was 15. So I started at 11 and finished when I was 15. And then I just moved on to high school. So I was like, oh, theater's not cool anymore. <laughs> so theater kind of got you started. And then you said in high school, you stopped for a while. And like, when did you kind of get back into it? Was it for college? Yeah, so in high school, I did choir and I did show choir. Um, that was like the closest thing that I got to theater. But I, it didn't really get back into theater until my senior year of high school, I was leaving Pacifica and at Fullerton College, they have this summer um, musical theater program. And so I decided I was just gonna audition and see what happened. And I ended up being one of the angels in their production of Anything Goes. It was actually a really, really cool transition to go from not doing theater for, for a couple of years to being thrown right back into it and being able to be with professionals and being able to learn from them and grow with them. So I've kind of noticed that music education has played a really big part in just your life and your career. Um, can you tell me about, or I guess a little bit about your educational background, like Cal State Long Beach and then CCM um, and why you made that choice to pursue higher education to such a large extent? Yeah, so I actually got my start in music at Fullerton College. I was originally studying marine biology or going to pursue a career in marine biology. And I ended up taking a voice class. And at the end of the semester, we had to like perform a, uh, a recital of the pieces that we learned. And at the end, my teacher pulled me aside and was like, hey, so what are you doing? do you think you would want to study music? And so, I mean, I was like really into like learning about marine biology and I just loved it so much, but I felt like the music had my heart mm -hmm. from the very beginning. So I decided I was going to switch my major, uh, go to music. And I studied with uh, Catherine Rundis at Fullerton College. And then from there, I transferred to Cal State Long Beach and I was there for three years. 
At Cal State Long Beach, I was part of the Opera Institute and I was a part of the award-winning chamber choir. And I feel like the chamber choir alone, like really played a huge part in me wanting to pursue higher education, just because being able to have the experience that, that I had in the chamber choir, being able to go abroad and study music and to be able to compete abroad. It's a life-changing experience, but then it was also very eye-opening because me wanting to get into opera, I knew that if I wanted to make something of myself, then grad school was the place to go. And so, but I, I'm not gonna lie though, I was so burnt out by the end of Cal State Long Beach just because the music department is so rigorous. Like if people tell you being a music major is easy, it is not. <laughs> there was like one point where I was taking 23 units a semester. Oh my God. Just so I could stay on track and graduate in time. But it, I mean, it was definitely worth it though. Just because like on top of all of your general education stuff, you still have to take all of the music classes mm -hmm. plus the rehearsals, plus the voice lessons. Wow. And it's like, you still also have to like practice all of your music and find time outside of all of your studying oh to be gosh. able to <laughs> to be able to get a degree in music. So it's it's pretty tough. But so I wasn't going to go to grad school just because I was feeling so burnt out. But my voice teacher, Catherine Rundis, was like, all right, Brittany. She's like, I know you want this. And she's like, I know if you stop, if you take a year off, you're not going to go back. And so I'm like, all right, all right, all right. But like I come from a single parent home. So the applications were something that were out of reach for me. And even if I were to get through the pre-screening process, it's like, okay, I have to pay for travel to these places. I have to pay for hotel. I have to like get airfare. It's like so many things, but I, I felt very lucky because of me being in the chamber choir and being showcased at Cal State Long Beach. Uh, a woman actually came to Cal State Long Beach to meet with me. She decided that she was going to help me to get to where I needed to go for grad school. Her name is Roberta Jenkins and she helped pay for my applications to the schools. Wow for my travel and hotel to be able to get out there and to be able to be seen in a higher level of singing. So honestly, I have to thank her a lot for everything. I ended up getting into CCM, which is like mind blowing just because they're like rated number three in the country. I knew that was the place to be for me once I, once I knew I was and I was like, all right, we're going. <laughs> and then like I realized like once I got to CCM how big of a deal it was it was not it's not for the faint of heart like don't get me wrong like the people are really nice you get in there and they immediately treat you like you're a professional and but it's also still a very nurturing place yeah CCM has definitely played a huge part in where I am today as an artist and where I'm going in the professional world. I noticed on social media, you advocate for social justice issues, especially like in the music industry where like these things definitely need to be talked about because so much of yeah. like 
the rep and especially in classical voice is like not very diverse. Um, so would you say that your career experiences have differed as a woman of color? And if so, like, could you expand on that a little bit? I don't think so. In my opinion, for me, at least, I know that it's different for other singers out there, but I feel that I've been blessed with people around me who are in the industry and have helped to guide me and to help push me to get where I need to go. So I I don't think that I've really had to face the racism within the industry that a lot of other people have. And I, I feel very grateful for that. Oh my God. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Oh, well, yeah. thank you so much. I'm, I really had a great time talking with you. Here's a new tab to open up next year. 8 a.m. Zoom lecture. RideLBT.com slash vaccine. Discover resources you can use to help a not-so-tech-savvy loved one sign up for the COVID-19 vaccine when it's their turn. It's another way Long Beach Transit is moving you through. That's all for this week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Beach Weekly. This is your host, Luke Pajari, signing off. Take care, guys.